So, if I can ask for your patience, I'll do it in English first. There has been an increase in cases here on the Navajo Nation. Uh, and our contact tracers and our Navajo Nation epidemiology team, which includes the Indian Health Services, the Department of Navajo Department of Health, the, the state, the counties, and many others gathering the information. Uh, our team has indicated that we are letting down at home. We're not wearing our masks, uh, and we are still gathering together social gatherings, religious gatherings, and family gatherings. Uh, that means birthday parties. You know, when you're at home, you, you may be wearing your masks, right? But if you do have a family gathering that uh, offers or provides food at this function... You know, obviously, you're going to have to take your mask off to eat. And so if everybody's eating at the same time, you can see how easy it could be to contract the virus at these social gatherings, family gatherings. And that's why we are uh, getting that information over to our leadership to let them know that these gatherings are the reason why these outbreaks are happening. We had an outbreak in the uh, Sage Memorial uh, Hospital Service Unit uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then we had the satellite chapters in the Eastern Agency. And now we're seeing others uh, starting to increase around the Navajo Nation. And contact tracers, again, have said it's because of family gatherings. So we're going to be getting information out to our citizens uh, to let them know to uh, prepare and to, to watch out for these types of gatherings. You know, the other thing that our contact tracers have just recently reported to us is also uh, the our relatives were letting down. So those that are living off the Navajo Nation, Navajo relatives are coming back to the Navajo Nation. And that's pretty much where the spread is happening, too. A family member from off the Navajo Nation coming in, going to a social gathering, a family gathering, and they may not know they have the virus, and that's where it spreads. And so we ask that, you know, we uh, keep these CDC and NIH recommendations in the forefront of everything we're doing here on the Navajo Nation, wearing masks, social, you know, this is repetitive. 
wearing masks, social distancing, uh, washing your hands with soap and water, and staying home as much as you can. And then what we're also hearing is that people that travel further off the nation, uh, not the border towns, but further out, are also catching the virus and bringing it back to Navajo. And again, we do go back to these social gatherings, and that's where it just takes off. So we need to be aware of our surroundings. The, uh, I'll come back to this, but in Utah and New Mexico, they broke records in 24-hour cases uh, of COVID, and it's it's really uh, a high uh, amount of uh, COVID-19 cases all around our nation. And as you go through the months where there are holidays, especially three-day holidays, you can see Memorial Day. And, and it takes uh, a few days, several days to get the numbers from that weekend. So if you see Memorial Day happening, it seems like we're going down. But then Memorial Day, when we see the numbers coming in from that weekend alone, there was a slight up uptick. The July 4th was next. And there was a, a slight increase. But we, were, we managed to isolate and quarantine these individuals who caught COVID-19. And that's because of the epidemiology team and the contact tracers. You know, there have been reports, too, that people, some people, are not as forthcoming on information when it deals to COVID-19. And if you're not forthcoming, the contact tracers can't do their work. I know people don't want to be embarrassed that they caught the virus or they feel ashamed, but or if there's some sense of denial saying, I don't have it, and but you tested positive. We need to know who you were associated with so we can control the spread. That's going to be the future here on the Navajo Nation. Well, clear across the country without no vaccine, right? And as you go into Labor Day, I think Labor Day, we really, really let down here on the Navajo Nation. Because you see that Labor Day uptick. And our relatives came home. Uh, people were associating with family members all around the Navajo Nation and not knowing that they had COVID-19 spread it. But we are at a plateau now. And we're prayerful and hopeful that it's flattening out. And we are going on a downward trend in the future. And you can see compared to the states all around us and, and we need to do a, a, a better uh, so better graph so you can see it. I know that this is kind of a small lettering, uh, but this is what we use to see what's happening all around us. That yellow bar is, is the Navajo Nation. The yellow bar, Eli. Um, and it, it shows the states there. North Dakota in the past, last seven days has been 
the highest in the country. And guess who the fifth one is? Utah. And then the next one is compared to all those other states. And then New Mexico, Colorado, and Arizona. There has been a significant increase for over half of the states in the United States of America of COVID-19 cases. Neighboring jurisdictions there. And right in the middle there of the four corners is the Navajo Nation. And because of the outstanding work of our epidemiology team and our public health professionals, IHS 638 facilities, police, everybody on the front lines getting the message out, uh, quarantine and isolating uh, outbreaks, we managed to keep ourselves in that that uh, caution-warranted category all around the nation, trending poorly, uncontrolled spread in Utah. And if you look at Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, even New Mexico having mask mandate, you saw a rise in cases. And in Utah, pretty pretty extreme. Uh, I think they're um, getting control of those outbreaks. And then Navajo Nation in yellow. I wanted to also share, this was a graph that was shared to me. These are information that I received from the Health Command Operations Center and uh, many partners for EPI and contact tracers. This this next slide, um, I wanted to uh, share uh, that um, Dr. Jill Jim uh, provided, shows you on a daily basis, because we, we all get... Uh, the reports every day, right? We say 21, 17, and and we think, uh, we feel like those are low numbers. But keep in mind, everything that we report is within 24-hour increments. So if you add them up, let's say 7 days, 14 days, it is beginning to be significant. On September 28th, within 24 hours, we had 21 new cases. Now, the next day, September 29th, 24. So if you go down that column on the Navajo Nation within 24 hours those days, you got 21, 24, 15, 46, 32, 30, 17, 17, 27, 32, 42, 43, 20, and 30. So because of that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to continue the curfews. The curfews are going to continue, and they're going to be now from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Each, each weekday, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Gives another extra hour. Please don't run off to the border towns because you got an extra hour especially those that live in Winter Rock. Go to your local bashes, local supermarkets, please. Wear your masks. You know what I, I heard, too, as well, a report, is that on the Navajo Nation, the businesses are doing a excellent job mandating uh, masks to be worn in their facility facilities. Also providing hand-washing stations uh, and 
hand sanitizers. But as you go off the Navajo Nation, some businesses are a little lenient. And the further you go, it's not as extreme as we are. And when I say extreme, it's in a good way. So using our businesses here, you know that they are following the protocols that are put in place, and it's safer. And so for the weekend, for the rest of the month of October, it's going to be 56-hour curfew, Friday, 9 p.m., to Monday at 5 a.m. And for the super majority of our Navajo citizens that have been abiding by these curfews, thank you so much. You are protecting yourself. You're protecting our most vulnerable population, our elders, our disabled citizens, our children. And we appreciate that. Now, Others, you know, uh, we also need to begin to do better at uh, following these protocols. And I, I ask for the Navajo citizens out there to, you know, talk to your family members. Talk to your relatives and your friends. Don't just call the cops, the, the police officers are stretched thin with a lot of issues that are happening here on Navajo. And I think now's the time we take it upon ourselves to hold each other's accountable. And I appreciate those have done that, that have done that. So 56 hour weekend lockdown begins Friday, October 16, 9 p.m. And ends Monday, October 19 at 5 a.m. And it's going to be going for the next three uh, weekends. And we did get reports. And there's a lot of states and a lot of cities throughout the country that are not supporting uh, Halloween because of the exchange of items. Because you don't know, you know, where these items have been. And it's candy are being exchanged but uh, Halloween does uh, fall on Saturday so that would fall into the lockdown and before you buy candy or get prepared for Halloween there's going to be a, a lockdown during that time so just you know there, there are other activities at home that you can do with the children and there will be uh, online events. We want to put an online event as well on Saturday for Halloween for the children. So listen out for that. Let's prepare for uh, the winter. As you know, essential activities are farming. You know, everybody's getting their produce prepared for the winter. That's allowable. Some of you have farm permits. Show those if you are traveling from your house to your farm. Livestock, if you're traveling from your home to a ranch, you should have a grazing permit. You show that to the authorities. Wood hauling is allowable. 
So if you have a wood hauling permit, you show that to the authorities. And pinion picking is not essential. Again, that's, you know, you're using your hands and you're um, passing it from one person to the another. And so we don't want any type of spread to happen, to occur because of that. So those are essentials. And of course, if you want to exercise, you can go from your home uh, out and then come back either biking, horseback riding, running, walking, things like that. That's allowable. As long as you continue to wear your mask and social distance and all those protocols. Ado だいたごや、だたご。じゃあ、あいたてのパリギエ、なちこんでいち、こたえたいたや。だいたたご、あつこけぺすこ。ティマスチャダチャドチャダスオゴ、エシンピニナオヨ、ナスニヒギオヨテ
in the first place. It's not a per capita payment. It's hardship assistance. And those of you that are saying, oh, the same old people are going to get help. If you have a hardship, apply. Don't just give up. I know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. That's what it's. In, that's what it was uh, meant for. Is for those that are struggling relief. Of course, you're going to have to, because these are uh, dollars that are restricted and that need to be held accountable. You you will have to sign a document that's saying that these monies are intended for relief from you know what happened with the public health emergency, paying the bills, I lost a job, things like that. And just keep in mind, those of us that have Internet access will be able to get onto the portal. Um, one thing that we need to also remind ourselves is our grandmas and grandpas out there that live in the rural areas that don't have Internet access, that don't know how to do applications or read or write English. And that's where our uh, staff will go out there and try to assist as best as we can, because we can't have large gatherings still, right? But to have those elders and disabled people that have been hit hard, or people that have been hit hard because of this pandemic, to make sure that they get some relief and get them prepared for the winter. And um, some of us are able-bodied people, you know, uh, and just keep that in mind. Um, we are able to help those citizens. So $49 million right now is what's allocated. Uh, if all these projects get done that were allocated, that's just only $49 million that's going to be available. So I don't know if there are people out there that got your hopes up, but we're just telling you that some of these projects will get completed. And if they do get reverted... It's not going to be millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm sure. Because now we gave some monies to the Office of the Controller to help administer and to get these projects complete. So I just wanted to uh, let you all know, don't lose hope. I know that there are people out there that are saying the same old people are going to get assistance. I mean, for me, uh, there are people that are struggling even all the way to Hawaii, I got an email from Hawaii. They are Navajo citizens. If they can show their hardship, they should be able to uh, apply, right? But there are going to be most likely limited amount of dollars. It's not going to uh, probably fund all 350,000 Navajos that are 320,000, I think it was the last count, that was uh, signed up on the census indicating that they're Navajo. So I'll stop there. Uh, you know, I'm taking too much time. Thank you so much. God bless you. So a lot of my upbringing shaped me for who I am today. Ado dik that is then that understanding that is Nishiri opening of offices. We're acknowledging and implementing the reopening of our worksite safety guidelines. We're following CDC guidelines on any building exposures, uh, understanding the COVID leave, telecommuting, and flexible work schedule. 
policies and procedures hashin tsoko behesani leni khatadetse eshe hashin tsoko um part of building our norms is embracing technology. Hala, we want to go paperless at the Nah Aza and Nibinil Ado Binika. So, you know, we got to embrace technology and creating a new schedule. That's a new norm. And we got to leave early uh, to work and get everything situated. And then using the window of an opportunity. Um, the COVID, yeah, it's negative, but I like to change it back to positive and more of it looking at it as an opportunity to think, to plan, to live and reflect not only on yourself, but as your program, your work area, and then your home. I don't know, employees. From since the pandemic started to October this month, we are looking at a total of 4,829 employees with a resignation and some individuals that retired, a total of 173, which gave us 4,656. And then following that, we did some new hires, some temporary employees full-time. Um, so those are the ones all totaled up to 4,880 Navajo Nation employees. With that, we have a number of employees that are working back at the work site and with a number of employees that are still telecommuting. We do have a telecommuting agreement in place, so that is up to the individual employee and with the agreement with the employee's uh, super immediate supervisor. We did have what is called special duty pay. Tepitting <laughs> The <laughs> So I'm just letting you all know that there is a deadline. Controller, Madam Controller, the special duty pay, the request is going to end on October 23rd. Okay, 
Executive Director for the Navajo Department of Health, EMS workers, daily Um, so thank you for those that are listening. I just want to um, do the remainder of the presentation in English. I was just addressing the continuation of the pandemic and also the issues of additional public health orders from the Health Command Operations Center. To date, we're still um, encountering various clusters across the Navajo Nation, so please be um, vigilant and still continue to um, do preventive measures. A lot of the drivers of these clusters are related to gatherings and people going off the reservation and coming back. So we would just want to continue to emphasize that um, we are able to control and not increase the spread of um, COVID-19 as we are wearing masks outdoors in the public. Also, as a reminder that we should feel comfortable wearing a face mask around others um, that come to our house. If you do end up in a social gathering situation, uh, we discourage that. But if you do, it's okay to ask your relatives and your friends to wear a mask if they come into your home or your house. And if you are outdoors, make sure people are um, standing six feet from each other and not sharing as much food as possible. And that could be the only way to avoid a lot of these um, situations around gatherings. Also, if you work off the Navajo Nation, and just be careful because um, we know that it's not that the virus is um, here, it's everywhere. Wherever you go, if you don't take your precautions, if you attend other gatherings somewhere else, or you come from a hotspot area, or you do go to those areas and you come back, as a general rule, I'll go over some more information, but I just want to always 
remind everyone to take their regular precautions um, as a reminder because the rest of October will be continuing to emphasize um, kind of um, hunkering down and staying at home. So um, the regular messages that we often do and what Dr. Fauci has continued to say is wear a mask, a face mask, wear it right, wear it the way it's supposed to, make sure it covers your entire nose and your mouth, and making sure that you are able to clean it properly, you dispose of it every day, you don't wear it um, more than once um, in, in the next day or two or three days. So those are just um, careful reminders that masks need to be properly cleaned and used as well. Also, the six-week social distancing, that can occur at any time. I think on Navajo, um, the, this month, as we continue to do um, a safer and at-home order in the future, um, it's, Navajo is the safest place you can be. Our grocery stores, our gas stations are doing a very good job enforcing these uh, measures. So once you go off the Navajo Nation and you begin to um, go into a stores, um, it might not be the case. Some people might not really wear a mask. Some people might, may not really social distance. So um, if you're to, wanting to go off of town, I think you're the safest place here is on Navajo. Contribute to our economy, to our grocery stores, and also um, ensure that you uh, that the stores will do so, some sort of enforcement as well. Another thing is to continue to wash your hands with soap and water. Everyone has um, access to bar soap, regular soap, um, and hand sanitizers are now easily accessible. So always keep one in your in your purse or your bag in your vehicle. And also um, make sure when you do get home or when you're back at work after lunch or other places that you continue to wash your hand for 20 seconds and wash your hand properly. Um, I guess that's how you word it. Uh, making sure that you um, properly wash between your fingers, around your hands, or washing your thumbs, on your palms, um, your lower wrist. And once you wash all of those very areas that we don't think about, it will take 20 seconds. And so, and then cleaning and disinfecting high-touch surface areas wherever you're at as well. It could be at your computer. You should have um, water or bleach solution, it, um, which is easily accessible now um, to maintain that in your office, clean a couple hours um, on your desktop every day, your, the handlebars at work, and then also your vehicle and at home. Um, there are some common areas, our phones as well as, as a matter of fact, we always carry our phones around, but never did we really think we wanted to clean them, but it's now very important that we clean them very often as well. And then also traveling outside the Navajo Nation. So I kind of went over that as well and just think about the risk of going off the Navajo Nation. Um, wherever you're going, is it considered a hot spot? And then usually people ask us, is it a hot, how do you know it's a hot spot or not? So usually you, the state um, database has some resources on cities or counties or addition to news in general that they're saying that there are spikes in this um, in New Mexico now. I think a couple last week there was a record breaking 
number, even though um, the positivity rate, meaning the number of people testing positive are low, but the numbers are still very high. Also in Utah, they um, do surveillance and certain counties um, are usually darker. So just be mindful there are areas and we can all educate ourselves to see where we're going if, if it's important. But maintaining your preventive measures while you're traveling is important. But always think about this when you're traveling is that if you are traveling with people that are high risk or have health issues or either when you do get home, you will, um, there are other people that do have health conditions that you have to consider. So when you come home, are you willing to quarantine for 14 days after your trip? I mean, those are what we're dealing with right now because there are individuals that have gone off the Navajo Nation and they might not, it could be an accident or they don't know, or either they weren't wearing a mask or they're, they're, they're not washing their hand. So the disease is spread by just typically what we've been recommending. If you don't take those precautions everywhere you go, when you go to the grocery store, when you shop, when you go to the mall, when you go to these out, um, outer areas or border town areas, you're putting yourself at more risk if you're not taking these preventive measures. And if you do go continue to wear your mask and wash your hands so that way you are not putting um, yourself and others at risk, but also back to the question, is it worth the risk of um, preparing for these type of uh, this disease or other sorts of illnesses that we don't want to think about? So just once again, I'm just reiterating, um, if you can get your groceries at home, if you can get your gas nearby, if that's all you need, if you need a new pair of shoes or a shirt or something else, those can probably wait because they're not really essential. And buying a video game or things like that, I think that we can all question our um, patience in this pandemic. So, um, so really it's, um, our own perseverance and our ability to do those considerations as well. Also, when you are questioning yourself, if you want to be around others as well, um, if someone had COVID-19, and this is always questions or some may ponder if this is um, a question that family members might have um, that had tested positive. So now you're seeing a lot more cases over time on the Navajo Nation. So you do have people that are hopefully staying home and that have tested positive, but they should be quarantining at home if they're positive. So do not go to the grocery store, do not be out in public. So things like that um, with a positive person should, should safely recover. And in order to be around others um, that either have been, they have tested positive, but they have symptoms. So at least 10 days since symptoms first appeared. So 10 days, this person needs to be at home. That doesn't mean that this person should be checking their mail. Hopefully they can find others to help. Also that 24 hours since last fever without use of fever reducing medication has occurred. So no Tylenol or other kind of ibuprofen for at least 24 hours and that symptoms such as fever, body aches have disappeared as well. So then this is a great timeline that this person can be around others. But if the person has no symptoms, it's often referred to as asymptomatic. So uh, meaning that these are individuals that will not have a fever, will not have body aches, might have a slight headache, but um, they might have really mild to very low symptoms. And these are often seen in younger individuals. 
Um, we do have individuals that are testing positive that are under 10 years old on the Navajo Nation and under 19. I think we're probably over a thousand individuals. I have not seen, I have not calculated the latest numbers, but you're probably looking at around close to 1500 individuals that, um, that are young and with very, no, with varying symptoms to none. So these individuals should have wait until 10 days have passed since tests and also um, they, they should wait and they should be at home and not be around others and they continue to have no symptoms. If you are one of these individuals and you can't isolate at home, um, the best thing to do is call your health provider and see if you can get referred to the Chingley Community Center. The isolation has been operating since last Tuesday, so um, if you feel like you need to um, be somewhere where there is medical attention um, and also you will be uh, monitored and provide meals and also making sure that um, you do safely recover so um, so that way you protect yourself. In, in this situation, you don't want to infect your families or your friends and you might not um, have the process. You might not have a separate restroom at home you might not have a nurse come by and see you every day. You might not have enough food for 14 days that um, that might help you. And you might not have individuals to assist in taking care of you. And if you don't have some of those, I hope that you can work with your health provider or some of the individuals that at these health facilities are aware that you can get referred through the public health nurse or the CHRs or either um, people, if you have tested and you, you visit it with a health provider. So know that there is a place out there in, in Chinle that we can work on arrangements for transportation so you get there safely and that you safely recover. So you're in isolation for the duration of um, 14 days, um, between 10 to 14 days until you're, you, are, you are considered recovered and then you can go home. So I think that's the way to address this pandemic is if there are individuals that are positive and you can't do this safely, we're experiencing clusters because maybe there isn't a place to go. So just know um, the isolation kits are probably not appropriate that we used through this summer. Um, those were tents, tent and camping kits that we had. And at this point, those are not probably appropriate as we are experiencing low temperatures in the high elevation areas such as Winter Rock and other areas. So going to a place like the Chimney Community Center would be the best um, solution for individuals needing to isolate. And then if you are a COVID-19, um, if are at risk of quarantining or, or isolating, quarantining as well, like if you've been near a close contact individual as well, um, if you've been near a close um, contact and you're not positive yet, but you're monitoring, we are working on arrangements for in the Chinle area as well to look at this type of facility for people that are just wanting to monitor their symptoms but don't have a place to go as well. So if you are in close contact with someone, it's usually within six feet of distance and 15 minutes or, long, or longer. So when an exposure does happen, those contact tracers will ask all those very important questions. Once again, everyone just continue to avoid large um, gatherings as well. Um, right now, the general public health order is related to five persons or less. And so continue to clean and disinfect, um, discourage handshaking, sharing food, celebrate by phone or video call as well. 
And then at work, continue to safely practice um, preventive measures. Stay home when you are sick. So that's the best bet if you don't know if it's COVID or not. But if you just feel like it's an allergy or you could have a different flu or a stomach flu, when you know that these symptoms are not normal, listen to your body. If you're you having headaches and you're starting to feel feverish, um, stay at home because we don't know at this point. Um, we don't know if it's a flu. We don't know if it's continuing allergies or COVID. So it's always a reminder, just stay home. And if you come to work, you you are putting yourself um, at, or others at risk, and we don't want that. And also that you should just safely recover at home before you go back to work. Monitor your health, like I mentioned. Wear um, cloth-based coverings all the time and practice social distancing. Cover your coughs, avoid sharing objects and equipment. And if you do do that at work because you might have um, shared space at work, make sure that individuals clean up after themselves when they use a keyboard or a mouse or other items or if they use a conference room. Those are suggested practices. Um, and that should also be the case um, at every other businesses as well and disinfect and also avoid having visitors at the workplace if you can do your business with them through a phone um, or your correspondence with an email or phone and avoiding as much in-person unless if you have to and make sure you initiate um, safety protocols. Also for Halloween during the pandemic, we will continue to provide suggested recommendations on how to celebrate Halloween at home with your family. Do a virtual contest, the community virtual Halloween contest, game nights, Zoom parties, scary movie nights, spooky pictures in home or trick-or-treating. Um, be creative by doing a spooky um, cook-off, dinner theater where people dress up, scavenger hunt house in your own um, house or outside, Halloween karaoke, Halloween pinata. All of those are things that we are we can often do and change the way we celebrate Halloween. So I encourage everyone to look at these suggestions and also to continue to practice social distancing and washing your hand and wearing a mask as well. So I just want to thank everyone and have a safe weekend and day and prepare. And now I'm going to introduce Mr. J.T. Willie with um, Division of Economic Development. Thank you very much for uh, listening in today with us. Um, what I'll be going through is um, updates regarding our CARES funds for the Division of Economic Development. Uh, where we are at within our division, there has been an allotment made in the amount of $60 million for economic relief for businesses and also for Navajo artisans. Up to this point, our division has been uh, working endlessly to provide that needed support to our businesses and to our artisans. Um, the update that I have for you uh, as of October 8th includes um, some relief that went out from that $60 million for um, 
direct assistance to our applicants. We had about 1,823 applicants that have been uh, applied for the program. Of those um, applicants there, there has been an offer as well as a funding that happened to 793 of those applicants. So that means $5.8 million estimated has been sent out for um, relief to artisans and to businesses. And of that amount, uh, 628 of those have been artisans in the amount of $3 million and 165 of those are businesses in the amount of $2.7 million. Uh, keep in mind, this is as of last Friday. Uh, I do have some more updates as far as the uh, expenditure plan. Uh, we have a total of 1,030 applicants still finalizing their application. Maybe they need to submit more information to us, and that varies at uh, $10.6 million in requests that are still pending for disbursement. Um, they just have to finish their applications. Of the 793 applicants, we have um, identified that their, their agency as well as their home location. So of those applicants, we have 113 within the Eastern Agency. Of the 113, 87 of those are artists and 26 are businesses. Fort Defiance Agency has a total of 156 with um, 121 artists and 35 businesses have received assistance. Our central agency, uh, around 83 total. Of that 83, 68 are artists and 15 are businesses. Western Agency is at 129 with a total of 97 artists and 32 businesses. Northern Agency averages at 67 with 48 artists and 19 businesses. The off-reservation assistance is at 245, meaning that 207 have gone to artists and 38 have gone to businesses. So as you can see here, our off-reservation applicants um, are at a higher number as compared to our on-reservation agencies. One of the uh, concluding factors is that the individuals have access to internet, access to Wi-Fi, have better technical capabilities as compared to those applicants on the reservation. So as we move forward, um, we do offer technical support to individuals who need help. Uh, I know many individuals have expressed that our phone lines have been tied up, which is true, um, but we um, uh, do get around to answering everyone's phone call in a timely manner. Uh, we also have the website, which is the most important uh, instrument that we've been using to communicate to individuals who are applying for the program. And that website is NavoEconomy.org. I just would like to remind everybody that we do and are following all CDC requirements as far as the um, safety for staff and reminding individuals that using the website is a lot faster as compared to going through a paper application, which we do have at all of our office locations. If you go to the website, NavajoEconomy.org, you're able to see the portal for application, the part one necessary to certify yourself as an artist, a performing artist, as a business on the Navajo Nation, our part two, which is the actual CARES Act application itself to apply for the funds. Now on our part one process, you must fill out the questions identified that identifies you as a business through the Division of Economic Development. 
you just fill out the questionnaire that asks us questions as far as what kind of business are you. Majority of our individuals here are sole proprietor or what we call sole owners. So you own your business, whether you are an artist or you are an entrepreneur, and then you fill out the series of questions necessary to register with the Navajo Nation. Part two is the CARES Fund application. Before you can get to this point, please be mindful that you must complete the part one process before we can finalize your application for the part two. Once we get that complete, we move on to part two. You get issued a number and you register with our portal to apply for the program. So in this case here, when you reach this point, you're gonna register your account with us so that you can receive uh, the application. You will more than likely go through the same process with the hardship funds through the Navajo Nation. For the business and artisan relief that you see on the screen, you must have an email, create your password, and create your account to apply for the portal under the uh, the controller's office that is managed has been our central point of communication. Uh, we call this portal um, the Nepet Basel Bahane, the story of the people's money that has been allocated from the um, CARES funding to the Navajo Nation. So as we move forward, we do offer support. We do offer assistance to individuals needing information from us. Our website is um, the key point for communication, our social media, our phone number, 928-871-6544, and all of our offices located throughout the Navajo Nation. So that was just a brief summary update on our current CARES funds related to the Division of Economic Development. Thank you very much. Please continue to stay safe as communicated by our president, our vice president, our health officials, and all of our Navajo Nation employee government officials. And by Hayden, I am thankful and I appreciate each one of you. And um, we look forward to offering more assistance as we move forward through these next couple of months for the expenditure program offered by the Division of Economic Development. So, and we look forward to seeing you again. Have a good day. Thank you.